everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, the best place to get your Kai United fix in the podcast world. Now, normally what we do ahead of games, obviously, is our preview episodes, uh, but unfortunately, due to the fact that Dan's on holiday and Mike's having to work, uh, we haven't been able to record one for the Harrogate game. What we are bringing you, though, is a slightly different episode. This is one of our road trip episodes, so basically, me and Mike both went down to the game at Exeter this weekend, and I took my dictaphone with me, and essentially recorded us having a chat along the way, and... Got some crowd noise as well, so you'll be able to hear some of the atmosphere down at St. James Park this weekend. Um, it certainly gets loud when our goal goes in, I think it's fair to say that, and there's a bit of fruity language in there. I've tried to bleep some of it out, but can't be helped if some of it slips in, unfortunately. But yeah, it's an interesting feel for what happened this weekend at the game. Um, I hope you enjoy it. If, if you don't enjoy it like the normal episodes, that's fine, no worries. We, this is just something a little bit extra for you, basically, because we haven't got a preview for the Harrogate game. It's uh, Yeah, it was an interesting game. It, you know, plenty of positives to take from it, as I'm sure you'll hear from when me and Mike have a chat. But uh, here you go. This is uh, this week's episode. We'll be back later this week with the usual preview for the Walsall game. Um, and then, obviously, next week we'll be back with the usual episode as well for the Shoopy game. So here you go, and hope you enjoy the episode. So here we are, Mike. On our road trip to Exeter, we just started, we just left Liverpool at about, well, it's about quarter to ten now, isn't it? A little bit later than we planned. Uh, four and a half hours or so to go. Longest trip we've done, actually, by car, isn't it, for football? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think the other furthest one was Northampton, which I don't remember the score, but I remember that we got 60 miles to the gallon. That's all I remember. Uh, we, we did warn you, everyone, that he was going to get a mention in of his uh, fuel economy nice and early. On today's episode, but uh, I think actually Stevenage might be a little bit longer than Northampton, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, we did drive to Steve, yeah, because I think we lost that 3 0, so that, that was like a repressed memory that you've just dug up. So, thanks for that. That was uh, the, the farming game where there was a, a fellow in the Carlisle end who, for the whole game, for the second half when Farman was in the net in front of us, just kept shouting, Farman! Literally like that. I, I had a decent shout during that game as well because one of his kicks went straight out for a throw-in and I just shouted, looks like you kicked it too far, man. And it got a few little chuckles. I was quite impressed with that. I've left a gap in there so I can do the uh, <laughs> the tumbleweed or the uh, drum roll bit there. But but yeah, so I mean, are we travelling with a bit of belief today, Mike, or are we just doing it to go and take off the ground? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I think, you know, Exeter have got some draws against some pretty rubbish teams in this league, and I, I hate myself for this, I get optimistic, and I'm thinking, you know, any game that's a draw, you know, the opposition could easily nick it, but I, I do this all the time, I get optimistic, and then we're 3-0 down after 20 minutes, so I guess we'll see, but, 
you know, if the worst comes to the worst, it's a new ground ticked off for me. I think every fan has to do a long distance away trip like this once in their supporting life, don't they? Really, there's something a bit of a it's almost like a rite of passage, isn't it? Doing something like this, yeah, you know, it's all about ticking off as many grounds of the 92 um, before we get kicked out of the football league as well. So, yeah, that is a big element, isn't it? I think this is my I said I said last night on Radio Cumbria, my third, but I think that's actually my fourth. I think I first went probably about 20 years ago. Probably the same one Paul Neaton mentioned on the radio that was 1-0 defeat. I just remember it being pretty miserable. I don't think I've seen us win there. I think I've seen us draw, maybe. I think a draw and two defeats so far. I'll check that later, but yeah. It, it's a long way to get. I mean, they're a good side, aren't they, Exeter? Yeah. And we said this before, they're a club that we need to look at to almost emulate. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, the, like you were saying on the uh, podcast on uh, Friday's episode, just they've got the money in and, and they're reinvesting it in the right areas. You know, they're getting the new training ground and they're not afraid to spend some money on, uh, you know, their academy and stuff like that and even spend a couple of quid to bring in a, a prospect that they could then sell on. Um Whereas we just don't really do that. We just sort of stow money away for, for a rainy day, really. And to clear those debts. Yeah. The sooner you get those debts cleared, the better. That's 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 the problem with us, isn't it? And yeah, you're right. And, and you, people might look and say, well, look, they've been stuck in this division for a while, but they're building a future there that they can actually work with. And that that's the thing that stands out when you look at it. Um, but yeah, long day ahead of us. Hopefully a decent result. We'll have to wait and see. So about 40 miles or so away now, aren't we? Mike, we've uh, well down the M5. Not a bad journey so far, actually, is it, really? Yeah, Gloucester Services is massively overrated. It's it's basically like T-Bay on steroids. I love T-Bay, but it's a little bit too big for me and a little bit too posh, I almost think. But uh, what is that sculpture there? <laughs> wow. Sorry, that was a bit weird. We're, just, we're passing a... I'm not sure where exactly... Sydenham. And there's, there's a huge, like, Wicker Man-style structure right by the motorway. How bizarre. Um, let's have a little chat about away days, Mike. In terms of away days, what would you say your top three favourite away days to do are? Uh, see, purely from a sort of biased perspective, because it's easy for us, Tramia is always a good one. I knew you were going to say yeah. Tramia. Um, I, don't, I quite like... I've only been once. Uh, Leighton Orient's a good one. I mean, what I find weird is it's easier to do some of the, like the London-based ones yeah. than like some northern-based ones because of yeah. the the train and stuff. Um, and then third, I don't know. Uh, I'd maybe go Hartlepool. I think that's was a, an all right day out. I'm never that much of a fan of Hartlepool. I do. I don't know. I mean. The times I've been, I've not really been to pubs for, and I've generally got there later and gone straight to the ground or been in the press box. And I don't know, Hartlepool's never really appealed to me that much. Maybe for the younger fans, it appeals a bit more. I don't know. If I was going to pick my top three in no particular order, I'd go Leighton Orient as well. I've done Leighton Orient. I think Leighton Orient's one of the ones I've been most times. I think Tramway is actually the one I've done the most. No surprise there, obviously. Um, yeah, Leighton Orient's a great one just because. You get a train straight into London. You're going to have a few pints somewhere in the centre of London, about Euston, or you go down to Liverpool Street Station, have it there. 
And you just hop on the tube, don't you? And you're straight up there. Walk down Lane High Street. A couple of really good pubs there. Visit the Coaching Horses, I think it is. It's a good one. And then, yeah, go down to the ground. And it's it's kind of... It's not exactly like putting back in that sense, but it's kind of like putting back in the... There's, there's old bits of it, the way you put the away fans. Yeah. It's all there. But there's, there's quite a lot of modern bits in the press box there. It's fantastic. The view you got up there. See all of the pitch. It's brilliant. Other best ones. I really like Morecambe. I think Morecambe's a really good day out because you can mix it up and you can go to Lancaster, can't you? You have a few pints at Lancaster. I, I, I think it'd be easier to list away, away days that we hate. To, <laughs> well, to maybe we'll do that one next. Yeah. But... Uh, but yeah, I like Morecambe. I mean, I think I've just got used to it basically because it's quite an easy one to get to, yeah. and because we have a big following, it's always a decent day out. And yeah, yeah Morecambe's good. Um, the, the only pain bit of that is getting from Lancaster to Morecambe with the you know, the little shuttle train basically that runs. It's not the best. Uh, other one in the free. Walsall's not bad. Um. I, you know what I, feel, I think I'd probably go with with Rochdale yeah. Rochdale's a good day out again you go into Manchester and have a few drinks then get your either the tram up or the train I don't know if the train still goes actually does it or is it Oldham that it doesn't go anymore one of the two so you can go up to there and, and I like at the ground there's a great little social club there's a few decent pubs nearby and the chippy behind the away end at Rochdale's a a belter as well I don't know if you've ever been in there Mike no no never, never. the man is a connoisseur of chip shops mm. in fact I think I've only ever been to Rochdale twice and really? one yeah I think once was when we unofficially won the league title yeah. in 2006 and the other one was a, a football league trophy game that the infamous uh, Jenison Mary Williams played for us wow. in that game that, that's that's going back quite a bit. Yeah, yeah I'm surprised we've only been twice. Again, I think after probably after Tranmere, that's probably one of the ones I've been to the most times. I think Rochdale. Yeah, it's one. I think more recently we've played them on like Tuesday nights and stuff, and it hasn't really suited me. Yeah, I mean like cup games and yeah. things. Like that. We haven't really played them in the league because they've yeah. amazingly been above us yeah. for so long, haven't they? All right, um, top three worst then. Well, <laughs> where to start? Uh, Stevenage was horrible. Uh, Stevenage isn't too bad for me. It's not too bad to get to by train because at least you go into London and they get a train out again, and it's, it's an express train. And the ground isn't too bad, but I can get what you mean because there's, there's not only much three stands in there. Well, there's, there's four now. They built the stand behind the, the other goal, but pub-wise, there's not much, is there? So. No, uh, it's it's one of them soulless industrial estate grounds. Of which you could you could list many, many grounds. I think, um, yeah, not a fan of that. Oldham, it's always absolutely Baltic, isn't it? Uh, not a fan of Oldham. Uh, Forest Green, not a fan of that. You know, you've got to climb up Mount Everest to get there. Never done Forest Green, but I need yeah. to take it off. I might, I might do it this season, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, Accrington, you know, if you're on that stand behind the goal and it's pissing it down, that's not fun. Uh, it's a day out there, Accrington, isn't it? It's not yeah, too bad. Although, like, again, it's another one you got to walk up a hill, isn't it? Uh, yeah, a bit. But once you've been to Forest Green Rovers, a hill like Accrington is, you know, it's an absolute doddle. <laughs> Bristol Rovers, again, if you're on the terrace there and it's raining, that, that isn't fun. Um, 
Yeah. Your maths isn't great because you've named five there rather than three. <laughs> Pick three of them, go on. I, 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 just, I just, I hate more grounds than I like, to be honest with you. Um, I'd, 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 well, see, I'm, I'm sort of biased because you go to a, a ground and you lose that game. It leaves like a sour taste in your mouth, doesn't it? I mean, one of the, every ground for us, then, isn't it? Yeah, one of the worst grounds and away trips that I ever had was I was on the uh, I was on the but on the supporters coach to uh, Bristol Rovers and we, we lost three. I think we were two two one up with about five ten minutes left and we, we lost three two. Lenny Pidgeley made a bit of a, a cock up, um, and so that's always disappointing to you know blow a lead late on. But not only that, but on the um, on, on the journey home, some joker decides, oh, I know what these miserable football fans need to cheer them up. Let's put a DVD on. Let's put Mamma Mia on. Who thought that was a good idea? I don't know. But someone said uh, after it finished, oh, it's one of them films I think would be better at the cinema, really. Because at least then you could walk out. <laughs> You'd rather walk out and walk onto the motorway than watch the rest of it. Yeah, it was just it was horrible. Okay, yeah. so I think I can take it that definitely Stephen is one, and you've made that clear. Yeah. Are we going to go Forest Green because of the insane height of that hill? See, Forest Green, like, while there's the height of the hill, there's actually, like, a really friendly pub at the bottom of the hill, and there's a chippy next door, and the pub doesn't serve food, but you're allowed to go into the chippy, bring a fish, a chip, fish and chips in a, in, into the pub, and sort of eat it with your pint, and it's it's all quite nice, and their fans are just really nice fans Wait, as well. are you trying to say this is one of your favourites now? Because you make well, your mind up. I mean, I don't, I don't like the hill, but it's one it, put it this way it's one of them that once you've ticked it off you're not going to be uh, clambering to do it every year like. no no probably not okay well I, I'm going to take it then I'm going to discount Forest Green for you because you've you, you've given <laughs> me mixed messages so let's go with Stevenage yeah Bristol uh, Rovers I think you made it very yeah. clear and Accrington no I, I like Accrington for the day out but, uh, yeah I just again I've seen some horrible performances there which kind of Leaves a sour taste in them all. All right, what's your third choice then? If it's Bristol Rovers and uh, uh, Stevenage. I don't know. I'm a little, little bit talk. I mean, Portsmouth again, disappointing performance. So that uh, that wasn't great. Portsmouth away end crap. So let's go with that, right? Yeah, we'll go with Portsmouth. That. Yeah. Remember Georgie Lee. I've just remembered that. Okay, right. Portsmouth, right. All right, my my top three worst away days. I Gillingham's going to the top of the tree straight away. I even though I said it's not in any particular order. Gillingham. John McGee, who listens to the podcast with us, and it, I went with him there for my one visit. Oh, my. I mean, not even just the ground. The, the town itself is so depressing. We literally got out of the station from London, and we walked out and onto the high street. And I know people joke about, you know, British high streets now just, you know, charity shop bookies takeaway but literally that was every, every three stores was basically that it was just a complete cycle of that absolutely awful like I, I would genuinely would never have any urge to go back there unless it was a game where we were potentially going to win promotion and if they want some of the pubs we went in were awful we got talking to some Geordie guy in the pub who had some quite frankly horrendous views on the world <laughs> And we could not have got out of that pub any quicker if we tried. Um, we couldn't find anywhere decent to eat in town. Literally was just rubbish takeaway. So then we got to the ground, and oh my god! I mean, I'm sure you've seen the photos, Mike. Yeah. A temporary terrace. The can you see at the golf tournament stuff like that? 
It's been there for 25, 30 years. Absolutely ridiculous that they've been allowed to do that. They clearly never replaced it in that time either. It's just awful. And obviously, if it, if it pees down, you get soaked. I think it's not as bad now because I think they've moved the fans into one of the stands on the side if there's a smaller allocation. But uh, it's just, just not a good experience at all. So Gillingham leaves a bad taste in the mouth. I can't remember if we drew or won that game. I seem to remember Matty Robson got sent off. That's one thing that sticks in my memory. Just a bad day out. It rained as well, so it just didn't help. Um, where else is bad? Scunthorpe's bad. Yeah, Scunthorpe. Mm. No, no. Mm. Let's let's park that one for now. Scunthorpe's not great. Okay. Um. Struggle out. I had one in my head a minute ago and I can't figure it. Let's go back to Scunthorpe then, okay? Scunthorpe. Scunthorpe. Uh, it's just. For a brand new ground, it's just dreadful. Absolutely appalling. It's. You've got a. Like, behind. It's it, it designed as an all seater. Well, except the, the terracing behind the opposite goal. But the away end, the seating, there's no leg room at all. And the concourse bit behind the back, it's a death trap, isn't it, basically? Yeah, uh, and again, you know, just the area of the ground, it's one of them soulless sort of uh, retail park estates, isn't it? Uh, not a fan of that. I mean, it's it's weird for them, because I think they've had, like, two or three grounds in the time that we've been at Brunton Park, and they're looking at getting a, another new ground, aren't they? Yeah, they are, I and mean, I'm not surprised, really, because it is, even though it is only, what, 30, 35 years old, it's already started to look quite dated as a ground when you compare to some of the new builds that are made and I've been in the press box a few times there and like you get to see all the you know corporate facilities and things like that and they're okay but they're nothing special and I can imagine they'd probably want something that's going to bring a bit more money in that sense I have to say though with you mentioned the concourse then actually the worst concourse that I've ever experienced at a ground was Goodison Park I th- I oh, Goodison was horrendous. Yeah, but yeah. as a day out, I really enjoyed Goodison. Oh, it, yeah, yeah. It's a proper old-fashioned football yeah. ground, and I, I can't wait till they get their new ground as well, because that's going to be an incredible ground to visit, really, in terms of, you know, where it is location-wise, right on the banks of the Mersey. And yeah. It doesn't look like any other new build, does it? It looks like something completely different, so that's one to look forward to. I've remembered what it was now, Colchester. Colchester's up there is one of the worst, because it's a... It's is it an actual ground. It's not too bad actually. It's a modern ground. The concourse is okay, and your view from the seat is fine. There's plenty of legroom, but it is literally about three and a half miles out of the centre of Colchester. You have to get a shuttle bus to get there if you're going by train. If you drive, I suppose it's not as bad, but it, it is just so. I mean, I, I'm always a bit funny when people say, "Oh, it's a soulless concrete bowl and stuff." For me, fans can make it a ground what it is. Look at Brentford's new ground. They've made it nice and tight and compact and it holds, what, 16, 17,000? Yeah. And the atmosphere sounds incredible for yeah, their games yeah. in the Premier League so far. So the fans get what can make it. But if you put it in the arse end of nowhere, with Brentford's new ground, the transport links to it are going to be fantastic because it's in London. It's right by a railway line, of course. Yeah. There'll be bus routes there. Yeah, they have to get a shuttle bus from the centre of Colchester. And it just felt like it looked to me like for the Colchester fans it was just a chore to go up to the ground and I know Layer Road was an absolute dump and they had to move but you just think sometimes you think oh, have a think about where you're putting the ground except you're not going to be able to put it right in the centre 
it's why it's almost one of those things you can understand why we wanted to leave Brick Park mm. but as a location Kingmore never felt quite right mm. it's one of those ones where yeah okay there's other locations that far out of town but they feel like they're still close to places and close to people yeah but I mean I've said before Carlisle as a city there's not a lot of places that I could think <laughs> oh you could plonk a, a ground there do you know what I mean I'm, and, and maybe we need more space than a stadium. Like, I wouldn't mind a whole, like, stadium slash training facility. Yeah, that's what complex, you need. you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, when the whole Blue Yonder thing started... Ten I, years ago this week? Yeah, I, I, I was sort of against it. You know, Brunton Park is our home, and I'd much rather, you know, we've got that sort of good sort of city centre, but not, but also easy to get to from the motorway kind of thing um, that not a lot of grounds have and I didn't want to be one of them soulless retail park grounds but we, we have to move don't we the flood well, risk well, and all that, that. That's the thing. back then it was a once in a lifetime flood we'd had yeah. five years earlier Yeah. now we've had two of those in the space of a decade but yeah, pretty much exactly. can't, can't take the risk anymore no exactly um, but like I say where would you plonk a ground in Carlisle uh, that's, that's the thing yeah that's the challenge um, honourable mentions I've got to give to back in the day I would have been ex- Exeter for the away end mm. awful the view was appalling you could barely see a thing And but now it looks a lot better and I'm quite looking forward to seeing what it's like today actually mm. the ground and the setup around there um, I think it was like you Accrington the actual away end's not not great mm. the view's awful of the, the opposition goal the opposite goal even yeah um, Sutton the view do you know what I was yeah. going to say Sutton Sutton is an actual ground and even to get to I, I want to really like it as a London away day but it's not a good day out is it no and you basically like even if you're on the back row you're barely level with the pitch you like, struggle to see the goal that behind your the goal line behind your goal yeah, we couldn't yeah. tell if one of the goals had gone in really yeah, yeah. it was that bad yeah Sutton's not a great one I mean Crawley's okay as a ground but to get to isn't it an honourable shout for a, for a good one would be Crew. Um, yeah crew, Crew's a decent shout Crew's well, a decent shout pa- recent years we seem to always play them on like a, a boxing day or a New Year's day when yeah. like you can't really get the train and stuff and yeah that's been a, a bit disappointing I do miss Berry as well Berry's in a way day was a decent yeah, one as well so. yeah uh, in fact I was in Berry the other day and they've still got a big sign as you're coming in saying Berry FC next opposition and it's just blank so tragic that isn't it really it's quite quite a sad thing to think of I mean before I finish this bit Mike is there any like your dream away days that you'd love coming out to do in let's say in England let's not go European get too excited but ones that you'd love to get like in the FA Cup or something I mean Old Trafford is always like you know yeah. fr- from a financial point of view for the club as well you'd, you'd love that and uh, and it's one that I haven't personally done so yeah I'd, 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 I'd absolutely love that um I've done Old Trafford five or six times I think and mm. it is one of those proper old school ones and even though it's a little bit out from the centre of Manchester there's plenty around it and yeah. I would love to do that as a fan I did did the Etihad the other week which was a decent day out but it's again it's, it's, it's a new bowl and it's sort of still developing and we arrived a bit late which didn't help as well traffic can be horrible with the Etihad as well like yeah. after a game yeah I mean for me Tottenham Tottenham's the one I want to do yeah, that'd he, be good one. we know our friend Johnny went there the other week for the NFL and he said it's genuinely the most incredible stadium he's ever been to yeah. so hey let's hope Big Shrewsby next week and 
Tottenham away in the cup. I'd love yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, in reality, it could be next season playing uh, Maidenhead away or, or whatever. Maidenhead, Altrinham. Yeah. AFC filed if they get promoted. Yeah, and some even more exciting games in the FA Trophy to uh, think about. I mean, AFC filed will feel like Cockermouth away, genuinely. That's yeah. the kind of size of town that filed are based in. But. Yeah, and not a nice one by public transport, really. Well, here's hoping that today's the start of the journey away from that being the destination next season. Yeah, you know, f- f- fingers crossed. You know, like you said, you know, we are, we lost our unbeaten run against some terrible team, Langland, you know, near the bottom of the table. So why can't we be that terrible team that's uh, near the bottom of the table to end Exeter's unbeaten run? Let's hope. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, nearly hit a car. We've just got to Exeter. We're trying to get parked up in a car park in the city centre. It's a multi-storey one. And some idiot is in a huge car. He's... Oh, he's done it. He's utterly incapable of lining his car up properly. For I'm the... scared of fucking this up now. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed on, Mike's not going to get it right now. You've got to take a right swing at this, I think. You got, oh, bloody hell, he was in a hurry. Mm. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> this is chaos. This is the most badly designed car park I've seen in a long time. And Mike's done it in one. There you go, there's an expert. <laughs> Although the, the turn-off to get through isn't great. Car park full. What? I'll tell us the car park's full. Uh, so we're going to wait for that car to get out. Oh, God, this is chaos. I thought I'd, d- I'd done it. <laughs> done the hard bit. This, this is a great trip, this, isn't it? Uh, oh. I, like, I like that big terrace behind the goal. You don't see it up with So we're in the away end now after that uh, battle to get in the car park. It was a bit of a farce, wasn't it, really, yeah. that? Not, not the best, but... Your first visit, what do you make of it? Yeah, it's a, it's a good ground, proper ground. I like the big terrace for the home fans behind the goal, obviously. I know. see it full as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's pretty much full. And obviously, you know, I much prefer terrace and overseating any day, but, you know, been a, in a terrace behind the goal. Obviously, got to be careful that you don't step in shit. Um. <laughs> for anyone who... Michael posts this up on Twitter and we'll yeah. retweet it, but... There's a there's a bit of dog shit on the back step of the well, terrace there, right it, behind us. Dog shit though. It could, I mean, how, how would a dog get in the ground? It look it looks too small to be human shit. That's the only thing. Could be a child. Could be cat shit actually. It could yeah. be a cat's looking, but but no one's cleaned it essentially. There's a there's a, there's a turd from some sort of creature on the back step of the terrace, and it's still there. <laughs> Unbelievable. Um, it is a tiny little ground, isn't it? It's a, it's a good terrace, size terrace as well. Doesn't quite go all the way. It's got a weird sort of slant on the end, doesn't it? And. Yeah, like I said, it, it, it's not like rammed full, but it looks full. It doesn't look like it's huge, big open spaces. Like when you look at the Warwick now, it's quite sad when you see yeah. how much there is. And it's much steeper than the Warwick, and it's because it's got the flat roof. Yeah. You can actually hear a bit of noise from it when they, yeah. when they start singing. Uh, you uh, don't uh, get that at Brunton Park. No, and the fans sort of right in the middle at the back are all really sort of huddled together with the flags and d- doing like the Poznan or something now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know. It's, it's good to see teams with a good home atmosphere like that. I only wish we had that at Carlisle. Oh, it'd be nice. I mean, it's all young kids, isn't it? You can see them jumping out. They've got flags as well. It's 
again, I'll keep saying it, it's a club we should look to see what they're doing right and copy that and maybe do some other bits of our own. Um, to our left, we've got the stagecoach stand. The stagecoach Adam Stanfield stand. So named after their former players, sadly, passed away far too young. Um, weird, isn't it? Because it doesn't go the full length of the pitch. It kind of looks like it's almost like a, a temporary stand, but it's exactly what they need. It just it, it fills the space. It used to be an old rickety wooden stand there, so it's, yeah. it's very different. And on the other side, you've got the older stand now, I think it probably would be, the um, the main stand. where it's some seats. Yeah, you can tell it's been there for a while. It's, it's kind of like Sunderland was a few years ago, wasn't it, until they replace all the seats and where we are not a bad little terrace you know we can see most of the of the pitch and stuff like that so it's it, it's fairly decent we probably have to move a little bit because we're right behind the goal here yeah. but yeah no it's it's not too bad it's uh, and a free cup of tea as well from uh from very nice little touch that first hundred people through got a little voucher for a yeah. free cup of tea and as we're driving we can't drink anyway so yeah nice to have that but you know at Carlisle we're very generous to other teams in that we give them all three points so yeah well, let's hope Exeter are a little bit more generous as well today yeah. than they have been uh, just talk about the team before we get kicking off here Mike um, surprised by it or as you expected uh, I wouldn't say surprised but I wouldn't say as expected either I think it's uh, yeah he's obviously sort of done it to cater to Exeter and try and counter what they're going to do Uh by the way, the players were warming up. I mean, you know, obviously you're going to be listening to this after the game and it's all hindsight and all that, but it looks like it could be three at the back. Don't know. We'll have to yeah, see. Yeah, Mella, Mella um, Whelan and McDonald were all practising sort of headers, whereas Armour wasn't with them really. They were working with Skelton on something, so that might just be something or nothing. Might be yeah. looking a bit too much into it. That would mean maybe Gibson playing as a, a wing-back, but then if you're doing that, you're playing Dickinson as a central midfielder almost are you it's a yeah. bit well, sure I, I mean it could be a thing with the front too just kind of leaving them on the halfway line and not looking to actually build any kind of attack just looking them. to sort of stay solid and then just hit them yeah. Um, yeah yeah I mean Clough on the bench that's the least good to see he's fit enough to be there obviously no Callum Guy uh, no Lewis Alessandro as well a bit of a surprise unless he must have a knock obviously we knew Joe Riley was probably not going to play yeah. but um Fishburne on the bench again. Mal- Ma- Manpal has come on, I think, and I think Dinsey's coming as well. Actually, hasn't yeah. his first appearance on the bench for a while. Yeah. Nice to see his face <laughs> once, <Yeah>. but uh, <laughs> atmosphere's building quite nicely. And I'm uh, just hoping there's a uh, three points. So I, I think I've caught off a little before, but um, yeah, the terrace we're in, yeah, not bad for views. But actually, this is—you can tell it's, a, it's an old temporary terrace that's been taken from Barnet's ground, isn't it? It's not—it's all metal. There's no sort yeah. of concrete or anything. But it, again, does the job, doesn't it? It's, yep what you need and like I said if they got into the championship and it you know terracing wasn't allowed in or you had to have safe standing you could replace this quite easily couldn't you just take oh, it yeah, out and move it in yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so yeah here goes hopefully three points Mike and uh, nice journey back up the M5 and M6 yeah fingers crossed
teams have come out and there's a group of lads who've turned up and I think we're on a stag do or something yeah. and they've stood right in front of my flag <laughs> I'm not, it's not at all annoyed about that definitely going to have to move it in a few minutes but yeah there you go So much more up for it today. It's, real, it? it's, it's a form of club, I guess. It's hard to look less up for it, though. <laughs> I think we've been the better team so far. Um, they've been extra, been playing a bit more direct than I'm, I'm used to seeing. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go, things go. We're looking to be like hit them quick on the counter, aren't we? And yeah. Actually, Abrams and Young have started quite well today, haven't they? Yeah, they seem to have a little bit of an understanding together as well. So hopefully, we we'll see more of that. Blue Army! 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 Blue
John Mellis. So frustrating because we've been the better side. Yeah. So annoying. It does look like he limps in a bit. I don't know. I mean, it looked like they won the ball off him and he was stretching for I mean, we're at the other end. It's hard to, it's hard to comment. But he stayed down for a bit and he doesn't normally stay down. It looked to me like they're both lunging and over that. Yeah. Menace is the one who's caught him. He's going to get some up. But, you know, if you both lunge in and both do the, the same thing to each other, you're always going to be the one worse off if the other guy's John Mellish, aren't you? So. From here is we've, brought on, we've already brought on a midfielder to go left back. Young, it's like Young's going to left wing and Dickinson into centre. So. Yeah. I'll take a point now. I would bite your hand off for a point right now. Not wrong with him, the shit house. Face off. Shit ass else our way to a point now, that, that's the verdict. Mike, nil nil. It's just infuriating, though, isn't it? Because we've been the better side, and now we're down to 10. There's no way they're going to come out and play as badly as that second half exeter. Yeah. It, it feels like it. I know it's only half time, but it feels like a missed opportunity already. Yeah, definitely. And they're going to be, certainly from 60 minutes onwards, they're going to be throwing quite a lot at us. It's going to be kind of like the Alamo, isn't it? We've just got to dig in deep and hopefully salvage a point. I think, in a, in a way, Exeter might be frustrated with hindsight that we get the red as well because we were going out trying to win the game and that red card means that we are just going to dig in deep now and, and settle for a point and if we do get a point I think Exeter will think oh if they still had 11 men 
they could have nicked it as well. It's a fair point, that. I mean, it started the game really well. And then, like you said, we've, we've been the better side. They maybe had a couple of decent chances, but... Yeah. Both Abrahams and Young have linked up really well. Yeah. Abraham's the best game for us. He, he, he's worked his bollocks off as well, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's really worked hard, and, and and that's what we want to see. You know, every that, week we've got yeah, to see that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and that's what we haven't seen. And you know, I've said before, you can excuse lack of ability at this level sometimes, but you've got to at least put the effort in. And 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 that's what he's doing today. And and he seemed to link up well with Young. And we've had we've had a, a few moves that have just been that sort of one pass. Oh, if that pass had made it, you know. We'd have got a goal, or we'd have been in, in there. But yeah, I think now it's just digging deep, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just watching the pitch here, and it looks like the the groundsman's trying to tell the players where they can warm up. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Go go and warm up where you want, lads. Yeah. Sodden. Yeah. I, I, it's just it's one of those feelings, isn't it? Of like if we could have just kept kept it tight to last time, kept it nil nil. They're frustrated, and then we've got a chance to bring on yeah. Fishburne later on. Yeah. Maybe even bring on Manpala to a bit of extra legs up there. Yeah. But now, for me, you're looking at it. Morgan Feeney's got to come on second half. Yeah. Push Whelan into midfield yeah. to tighten it up there a little bit more. I, I, th- I think as well. While I'm a fan of Taylor Charters, I don't like him one on one with their winger. Like a left back. He's, we should say Jack yeah. Arm has come off with an injury, which is again another real frustration. And. Charters has come on for him and Dickinson's staying on the left wing and Charters going left back I'd swap the two of them around yeah, now definitely. do it now and just let Dickinson play there he's played there a decent chunk of his career yeah. Charters not so much yeah like I said I'd, I'd bring on Feeney for probably for young little harsh in him but I think it'll probably stick a little bit better with Abrahams yeah. keep it tight and then maybe later on you can bring Fishburne on with 10 minutes to go and have a little go at them maybe. yeah definitely yeah it, uh, it's one of those ones that menace red card and I said to you straight away I said oh this doesn't look good and your first thought was oh yeah menace stays down as if he's injured I was like no I think he's going to get sent off here yeah. and yep the ref got his uh, I mean look more like orange card for me doesn't it it's very bright red card out and uh, he's off and there wasn't a huge amount of complaint from him uh, well by all accounts the people who are watching and I follow it was absolutely a red card like there's no debate obviously we didn't see it that well but, yeah, and, and it's, it's mad, really, that that's his first sending off. The way that he plays, you'd think that he'd have picked up a few more by now. But he was, You know what? He was putting in, again, a really disciplined performance. He was sitting yeah. there, he was doing his job, he was keeping it tight. Yeah. And the one time he decided, right, I'm going to bomb forward, he lost the ball, it goes loose, and it looked from here like they both maybe jumped in a bit, but it looked yeah. to me like Menich was the one who caught him. Yeah, and that's yeah. the problem there, basically. So. Yeah, it does. Uh, what do you do second half then, mate? Second half, I think, like you say, maybe take off Young, bring on Feeney, just keep it really, really tight and do the sort of lone striker, hit him on the break, get him behind kind of thing. Um, yeah, have that striker as Abrams and, and tell Abrams, I mean, maybe this is what Millen's done. Maybe Millen has, has said to Abrams, look, you're, you're playing for 60 minutes. Give everything for them, them 60 minutes. Don't keep anything left in the tank and we'll take you off I don't know maybe he's already said that but yeah that's what I'd like to see and then bring bring the fish on on uh, 60 minutes or so I've noticed uh, Clough's not out doing the warm is he he's no, still in the dressing room so yeah. you wonder if maybe that's maybe the change and yeah maybe not the could change be an unusual one no, I'm yeah. not sure I do but he'd be brave he'd be a brave move he does come yeah. on but uh, yeah uh, it, just, it just feels like I mean it's one of those ones where you, you maybe look at it as a, a 
free pass almost, don't you? You're playing a team in third, the best team in the division, yeah. form. But, but we look like we could beat them. It's, uh, I mean, this is my first game under Millen, and it's a completely different team to the one that I last saw, which was in the Oldham uh, home game, uh, while we were in that caretaker period. Uh, I, I mean, heads maybe seem to drop a little bit when Mellish got sent off. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, we can just keep it going, keep, keep doing what we're doing, like I say, bite your hand off for a point. 100%. Young coming off. Exeter. Long range effort, I think Howard. I think Howard's saying. I don't know what it was. They say the lads touched it on the way in and was offside. I think, but long range effort, it's gone straight through. This ref's not, not going to give us much today, is it? No. Again, it's hard for us to really see what happened. It looks to me like the lads still stop. Our, our players are arguing the case, like so. He's handing out. He thinks it's Christmas already, he's ref. He's handing out yellow cards for fun right now.
Well, it's 2-0. <laughs> yeah. It's just one of those ones, isn't it? A little bit sloppy when we're on the attack and they're away. And we got a bit of luck, but... Yeah, it was. I mean, it's one of them, like, we sort of just missed out on the ball by, like, a toe, didn't we? And then they just get it. Our players look knackered. They've run the socks off, to be fair. Like. If we get back three or four by now, don't, don't read much into it. We've, they've worked hard today. Yeah, that, definitely. I mean, it, it feels weird, but definitely going to stay to the end to clap them off because they've worked hard you know it just with the red card it just wasn't to be a little bit too early but fair play Gibson coming in and one mark at the far post but he was unmarked at the far post because the fish was bombing in at the near yeah. post he yeah. had two men with him that's yeah. why Gibson was unmarked yeah brilliant I just, no arguments there we've given ourselves a chance here Come on, Red! 
just some initial thoughts after that, Mike. We'll, we'll discuss more in the car on the way back, but some lots of positives to take from that in a really weird way. Yeah, I mean, I'm far from a happy clapper. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, the players seem so positive. I mean, from, from the... From the first whistle, I mean, Keith Mullen said the other day, we go out and try and win every match. And a few managers have said that, but they don't really mean it. Um, but no, we started off trying to win the game, and, you know, we went 1 0 down, you know, we went 2 0 down, but the players still wanted to get something, they were still working hard, and, you know, on another day, we would have salvaged a draw, that Dickinson shot at the end that was blocked. So close, that. Yeah. So close. And it's one of, it wasn't blocked right on the line, but. He was blocked about 12 yards out, but the keeper was completely flat footed. Yeah, it, it was definitely going in bottom corner, like, but yeah, you know, com- compared to what we used to see under Chris Beach, you know, so, so many more positives. And well, it wasn't just aimless lumping of the ball, the balls were playing yeah. the channels to chase. The use of the ball when we had it was so much fun. I mean, Gibbs, I said Gibson was my man of the match, initial thoughts. Yeah, we'll have to have a bit more chat afterwards, but I mean, every single one of them, I mean. Even Melish was having a good game until so they got sent off. Yeah. And then, I mean, Divine looked a bit tired towards the end. There was a, little, there was a few rusty moments in But again, three times he drove us forward as well. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, they all looked tired at the end. Yeah. You know, you, you can't fault the shift that they put in. Do you know what? It's better to finish the work tired and they're a bit tired and they finish 2 1 than to tire out and end up losing 3 or 4 0 yeah. and be a little bit more demoralised by yeah. it. That'll give them a bit of heart, especially the last five minutes. And, Go into that Harrogate game, believe you can win it because I think we can. Yeah, and actually, we look like a team that can score goals. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's much easier teams in this league than Exeter, and if we play like that against them, we'll get a result. You know, can only hope. Can only hope. Well, Mike, we're we're sat at Taunton service now. We've had our McDonald's stuffed our faces because we haven't had a chance to eat since breakfast. Um, yeah, I think we're not we're not disheartened after that, are we? It's no. it, it's frustrating that we didn't nick it at the end and it's frustrating that a stupid red card has probably cost us a chance of even winning that game yeah. but there's lots of little signs in there no it's not perfect I know there's still issues in there but actually there's plenty to be give us a little bit of a lift at least yeah definitely I mean there's just like little little moments little glimpses I mean like one in particular um, like Abrams was a bit disappointed that the referee didn't give a foul on him and he, he sort of stopped pressing and was turning around moaning at the ref and Dickinson just sort of said just get on with it just cl- close him down yeah. you know and, and players on the beach w- were a bit too nice to sort of you know say that kind of thing to each other yeah absolutely you're right there um, the game itself first half I thought we, we we played pretty well probably the better side for 43 yeah. minutes we were on top and yeah. You know, they had some chances, but Howard dealt with them pretty comfortably, and we had a few ourselves. And and then the red card, we've got to, we've got to talk about it. I mean, we, it's hard to tell for us because we were at the far end. Yeah. But as I said, speaking to you during the game and after the game, I said to you, when it happened, I was like, mm. ooh, this doesn't look good. Now, your first reaction was <laughs> you thought Mellis was injured, but yeah, he doesn't normally stay down in, in things. And I was like, no, I think he <laughs> might get sent off here. And then when the red car came out, there wasn't a huge amount of surprise at our end. There wasn't really any complaints from Mellish. Yeah. It's ridiculous because it was the first time he really bombed forward. He, I'd say this again. Mm. He was quite disciplined in his performance. He was doing, mm. you know, he's put a few misplaced passes, but he was mm. generally holding his position and, and doing his job defensively in a midfield role. Mm. The first time he bombs forward, 
he does well. He gets away from a couple, mm. but then he a loose touch. Don't need to do it. Mm. You just do not need to dive yeah. in two footed like that in the opposition half when there's you you you're pretty much on the edge of their box. Mm. There's no concern. I, I no, don't exactly. get it. Yeah, uh, and it, it'll be interesting where we go now on Tuesday. Um, obviously, I'm guessing that's a that'll be a three. I think it band. should be free because I think yeah. it's, it's it's seen as violent conduct. Yeah, yeah, um, and I'm, yeah, I'm not sure it was bad enough to be more than that. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting where we go because obviously Riley's still injured, isn't he? Um, yeah, you'd imagine when Guy comes back in, doesn't he? That that's one yeah. real positive to take. So. Kind divine, to be honest. I mean, divine could well be knackered, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, Bring charters in then. <laughs> charters yeah, look yeah. fairly fresh. Uh, did, did okay, and somebody came on up to. Or, or or just like alter the formation and put Clough in as well. Maybe. Yeah, you could do possibly. Um, but yeah, I thought we we, we did okay, and lo- another blow probably was Armour going off injured. He was having a, an all right game as well, mm. linking fairly well with Dickinson. It's him going off, and then Charters came on to play left back, and obviously. Mm. They then had the extra man, and he struggled a little bit left back at first. And this is something that Lummy said on the radio, and actually, full credit to Millen for this as well. He recognised that at half time, said, yeah. "Let's switch it up. Let's put Brennan. You go back to left back for a bit, yeah. and Taylor, you go into midfield." And we looked a bit better. And the the, the goals, it's, it's weird that they both come from us like having a bit of a go and trying to actually go and win the game, haven't they? Really and. The first one, Howard seemed to be losing his head a bit after it went in. I think he was suggesting that maybe that the lad who actually put yeah. it in was offside because the suggestion from I mean, the Exeter fans online is that the shot actually went in without anyone touching it. Mm. But I think Howard seems to be claiming the lad who touched it might have been offside. No flag went up though and it's just a bit but frustrating. Even, even if he didn't touch it, <clears throat> surely that's interfering with play. I think you'd have to actually make a move to the ball or something yeah. like that. So. Mm. So yeah, so yeah, frustrating that one, and then the second one again. We're actually going forward, and I go, and mm. I think as you said, Divine just doesn't quite get to the ball. Mm. They nip in, they're up the pitch, you know, in a couple of passes, and the and the ratters. And there's no point in sitting back on a game like that. We've got to try and have a go, and that, yeah. that's where the credit should be given to to Millen and the team. And the subs then, um, I mean, Feeney came on, and we went to a back three, didn't we? I think it was yeah. more. Sort of Miller, no, in fact, sorry, it would have been um, Feeney, McDonald, and Whelan. Mm. With McDonald on the left, mm. Whelan in the middle. And then you had Dickinson playing his left wing back and mm-hmm. Miller as right wing back with sort of midfield free of. Yeah. Charles, Charter, yeah, and then Gibson, obviously, Abrahams. Abrahams, we've got, got to give mention to him. That's probably the best we've seen him play. Yeah, absolutely worked his socks off. Um, I mean, I don't know if, if Millen has said to him, look, you, you're only getting 60 <coughs> minutes, so give you everything for those 60 minutes because uh, he wasn't leaving anything in the tank was he do you know what I mean he... it's his former club so you do wonder if that yeah. but also you also wonder if he's maybe been told okay you need to start showing a bit more to the fans as well because I yeah. can see you working because Miller might look at the stand and say it looks to me like you're working hard but actually when you watch the tapes it doesn't really yeah. look that way but he, he worked hard he had some lovely touches some lovely little pirouettes on the ball as well and you know he worked tirelessly once the the red card was given. And same with um, Brad Young as well. To be fair, he he worked his socks off. He looked knackered on when he came off, didn't he? Yeah, I mean to be fair, there's not one player that I'd say didn't work their socks off. Yeah, um, yeah they, they all did. And, and, and I think this whole sort of let strikers tire out defenders for sixty minutes and then bring Fishburne on. I think that's 
that's the way forward. I think. It, it worked today. It definitely worked today. I mean, yeah. Sam came on late on, and he, again, he didn't look out of place. He won his headers, and he was causing a few problems, and they suddenly had a target to worry about. And obviously, the goal for us, I mean, that comes from... I'll tell you what, it actually comes from all the way back in our own half. I think Gibson wins the ball really well. Mm. In fact, it might even be Mella. I think Mella did really well to win the ball, gets it to Gibson. Gibson plays it inside to Charters. Charters does well to hold off his man and actually plays a good ball out left to Dickinson, doesn't he? That that ball by Charters, it was so good in so many ways because he, he kind of floated it to Dickinson. And it, rather than sort of smash it at Dickinson, he floated it and it just sort of gave our players that bit more time to get forward and yeah. and sort of gave, gave Dickinson that bit of time to sort of compose himself and see what's going on yeah. on the pitch before well, he, picking it up. Yeah, well, he, he, took, he took a touch, Dickinson, and then... I thought he'd maybe take another and try and get to the byline, maybe, but he whipped an early ball in, and you spotted this, and it, I think it's absolutely right. Fishburn goes to the near post, and he drags two defenders with him, mm-hmm. because there's a big lad on now, and you know they, they must know a little bit about his threat. And Gibson was completely marked at the far post, and to be fair, it's actually a really good finish, because it bounces right up in front of him, and he does really well to control it, and yeah. our fans go crazy, and we start to believe then, and oh, that chance at the end. Dickinson, we just there was a few scrambles. We fair play. We had a go. We really had a go to get the equaliser, and the ball fell to Dickinson on the edge, just outside the box, and he and he hit a low shot, and it was going into the bottom corner, the bottom, the, the keeper's bottom left hand corner, and the keeper was flat footed. He wasn't getting to it, but no. a defender just put his foot in and gets the block in, and yeah, yeah. if he misses that, it, it's two two, and, and and we're all going mad, but. Mm. The final whistle, I know that everyone talks about, oh, happy clap, you shouldn't clap, I'm to defeat now. You know what, they deserved it today because they yeah. worked their backsides off, they really did. And what they've got to do now is not be disheartened. And that's what they, they won't be after this, hopefully, because Northampton, that was the issue, wasn't it? They yeah. would have been disheartened thinking 3 0, we've been battered, we've barely threatened. Yeah. Today, well, we had more shots on target than them. We had what was it, six shots on target out of our 11 to yeah. their 13 to their 4. Yeah, exa- exactly. Yeah. It wasn't that impressive, Exeter, actually. I think, I think they had a little bit of an off day, Exeter, but mm. the thing is, even a little bit of an off day for them is probably better than most of our performances this season. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, no, we, we were... <laughs> someone's car arm's going off there. Um, yeah, no, we were... You know, yeah, because before the game, I, I was thinking, I'm more concerned this season with us playing teams that sort of play direct and mm. make us challenge for the ball in the air because that's where we've kind of struggled and I know Exeter traditionally like to play a bit of football and I thought if it's if it's that kind of game you know I, I, I kind of fancy our chances a little bit mm. and yeah like you say before the sending off I mean it's to be honest it's great to come back from that game and think we could have won and I haven't said that after many many defeats this season. Well, I think back to Sutton. That game, we yeah. can't see that early goal. We never, ever looked in for, in it though, from that no. point, did we? Exactly. And, yeah, I, I mean, I haven't heard Millen's post-match uh, comments yet, but there's there's nothing to be uh, down about. And yeah, I'm you, reading some comments on Twitter from our fans, and they, they're losing their heads about it. It's another defeat, and it's like, you've, you've got to take it in a bit of context. You've got to have a look mm. at the situation. We're playing a team that's 20 games unbeaten. And as I said, even though they had an off day, they weren't awful. Mm. They were still a decent side. Yeah. And, and we and we pushed them and take that. Harrogate's the big game now. Harrogate and Walsall are the two big games. Two home games in a row. Get four points out of those games and suddenly you think, right, we're a bit more positive now. Yeah, definitely. Like like I said before, if we play like that against a worse team than Exeter, we will win. It, it, it's that simple. Yeah, definitely. A um, couple of other points before, before we go, Mike. Um, 
got to talk about the uh, the dog poo on the on the back step of the uh, with dog dog poo cat poo human poo we don't know it was on it was on the the second to last step of the terrace wasn't it yeah now how how would a dog get in the ground right could be a fox could, could be, a, be fox. a fox yeah i think yeah. it's not big enough for a fox i think it was i think it's cat poo yeah or a child um <laughs> his leg or something i think we've talked about poo for long enough now haven't we? let's talk about those uh the group of fans that were in about 20 of them in front of us yeah i think they're from possibly from exeter university they were yeah. a group of them one of them had a car shit on, but he was having to read lyrics from uh, the internet for for a chant which he made up. And uh, the rest of them had some printed off Car United crests on all their various shirts and on hats and things. Yeah. Quite a, a lively bunch, weren't they? Yeah, and they all had like mullets and mustaches. Some of the worst haircuts I've seen in a long time. I know people have weird haircuts in uni, but it, it was like what some sort of like 80s music video, some of them, wasn't it? They were horrendous, some of the haircuts. But yeah, they, get, they gave it a bit of atmosphere as well, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And, you, you know... Obviously, Carlisle isn't their team and all that, but they were clapping our they were clapping our players off, you know, and uh, they they were been supportive, you know. They're obviously on a bit of a day out, but yeah, you know, they, they got behind the team just like any actual Carlisle fan would. On to Tuesday night now, then Mike. Before uh, to finish up, um, got to get three points, surely. Let's get let's get that first one under the belt under Keith. Yeah, I mean, it concerns me a bit because, like I said before, I'm more scared when we're against teams that'll give us like aerial battles and and stuff like that um obviously Harrogate are doing very well this season I mean it's quite funny in the um early season uh you know the pre-season uh episode that we did I was like torn between Harrogate and Stevenage for my dark horse Mm -hmm. and I picked Stevenage (laughs) but, but the thing with Harrogate is what was pulling me towards them is that when we played them away last season like their pitch you could just tell that it's a horrible place to go and play football like regardless of how you want to play if you want to play direct if you want to play short it's it's a horrible it wasn't the best laid grass pitch because they moved from having a what, 3G, 4G mm. whatever you call it pitch to that it didn't look like the best pitch mm. and it looks like a difficult place to go yeah ex- exactly but obviously we're playing at home aren't we we're at home yeah 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 so let's um, hope for the three points let's watch it on the iFollow and get the three points yeah definitely um, but yeah I mean it, it'll be interesting because you know the players today really did work the, work the socks off, uh, and hopefully they've they've got enough left in the tank to, to to get the result on Tuesday. Yep, let's all be positive. Let's not be negative. Let's t- let's take the, the positives out of it and, and work towards something towards January.